Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network, broadcasting from the campus Southeastern Louisiana University. That's right, I'm not in my home studio. I'm back on campus recording this. In fact, my wife's not even with me. Why? Not because she got smart and left me, but because I have a special rock school show for you today. I have an interview with Ben Stein to play for you today and some music that Ben Stein likes. Here's the story. If you remember, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so, uh, and all the way back to the beginning of the show, we used to have this clip that started the show that we pulled from uh, Everclear's song AM Radio. And that was the first thing you heard. Well, again, about a year ago, maybe a little less, maybe 10 months ago, I received this file in my email box from this guy up in Canada. And it was Ben Stein recreating his famous roll call from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It, it sounds like this. Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns. Burns, Burns. You know, I about fell out of my chair when I heard it. And I've had people say to me that that's really clever what you did with that Ben Stein thing. Where did you find him saying Burns so you could, you know, edit it so it sounds like he's saying your name at the end? Well, he actually is saying my name at the end. That's really Ben Stein, and he's really saying my name at the end. Here's how it happened. This guy named Mike Visser is a fan of the show. He's a studio manager at the director's chair, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. If you'd like to see it, it's online at directorschaircalgary.com. Once again, directorschaircalgary.com. Well, Mike Visser is a fan of the radio show and has a connection to Ben Stein and said, hey, would you redo this so Joe can use it as the beginning of his radio show? Not anything I asked for. It was completely unsolicited on my part. Well, he gave it to me, and of course I put it in there as the beginning of the radio show, and it's something that I've really cherished and have thanked Mike a hundred times for. Well, Mike was getting together with Ben, and they were going to see each other on vacation, and Mike said, hey, I may very well get the ability to ask Ben Stein some music questions. Now, you, meaning me, you probably know him as this conservative pundit and this guy that worked in the Nixon administration, this speechwriter. But what you don't know about Ben is that he was a hippie. And he was a huge fan of the music of the 60s. You should put together a bunch of questions Send the questions to me. 
I'll ask the questions of Ben, record the answers, and then you can edit it all together and make an interview with Ben Stein for the Rock School Radio Show. And he says, is that anything you're interested in? Well, yeah, of course I'm interested. So I put together a bunch of questions. Uh, I asked the people on Facebook, do you want to ask some questions of Ben Stein? Ben answered some. Ben answered not answered others. And what I have here are his responses. And I figured I would play those for you today. So that's what we're doing today, an interview with Ben Stein. We'll begin with this one. I said, Ben, simply tell me what music meant in your young life. Music in my young life meant an enormous amount. Uh, I felt as if it was freeing, liberating, energizing, offered the promise of sex and romance. Uh, here I was. I mean, I first started really paying attention to music in a big way when I was, oh, a very young kid, six, seven, eight years old, and could memorize and sing a lot of songs. But when rock and roll came on the scene, it was like a nuclear bomb had exploded, cleared away all the mist of repression. And it was that, that incredibly wonderful mixture of hillbilly and African-American, or Negroes, we used to say in those days, uh, singing at, that uh, made me feel as if anything was possible. Anything could happen. And uh, once we were dancing, I was a very good dancer when I was young. I was thin, I had good breath. Now I've lost all my breath due to asthma, but I've... Uh, I, I was a good dancer, and when I was dancing, listening to rock and roll music, it was just unbelievable the, how free I felt and how, how free I felt of what I, what I would call centuries, millennia of being kept down as a Jew. And even in America, even with a very successful, prosperous father, not wildly prosperous, but quite prosperous, I felt kept down as a Jew. But with the music, I felt I could do anything. There's a wonderful book, which I strongly recommend to everyone to read, called We Are Not Afraid, about uh, what music meant to African Americans and uh, how it freed them after their weeks, laborious, horrible work and mistreatment, how free they felt listening to their rock and roll. And I, and I sort of felt that same way. It's pony time! Get up! When I was given the opportunity to ask questions of Ben Stein and was told that he was a hippie, the first thing I did was go online and start looking at pictures of him. You can find it pretty easily. Ben Stein is a young man, and he had hippie hair. There's no two ways about that. In the 60s were where the hippies were, and I immediately think of Woodstock when I think of hippies, and I've seen the Woodstock movie, and I kind of heard in the statements that, man, music's going to change the world, and with this music, things are going to happen. So I asked Ben Stein through Mike Visser, I said to him, what was the perception in terms of music of the young people in the 1960s? Did they really believe that the music they were listening to could change the world? Did they believe that? No, no. Let me give, you, give it to you straight, okay, since we're all old pals here. The hippie movement was entirely about getting high and having sex. It had nothing, it, politics was nothing. Could, they could have been marching for the American Nazi party. As far as they were concerned, uh, it was a way of uh, telling girls it was all right for them to have sex. As far as they were concerned, it was a way of saying it was all right to get high. 
And uh, so the music really had very little to do with any kind of ideological cause, could have been any ideological cause. And in fact, Bob Dylan, this is one of the great, great stories of music, which I don't think I've ever told you, but maybe I have, is Bob Dylan started off singing The Times They Are Changing, uh, which was a, probably the best anthem of the civil rights movement there's ever been, except for the actual uh, black spiritual We Shall Overcome. And he wound up singing, and now he now sings when he performs, not always, but sometimes Dixie. And uh, so it was all about what was entertaining and would get you somewhere at the moment. But I, I have to say, when, when we heard the times that are changing, uh, we felt something, we felt something, but it was mostly uh, something that was gonna get us to uh, have some girl like us spend time with us. I remember very vividly, um, there was a song, it's a song by Crosby, Stills, Nash Young called Ohio, Tin Soldiers and Nixon's Drumming, We're Finally On Our Own, This Summer I Hear Them Coming, Four Dead in Ohio. Do you know that song? It's an incredibly great song. And uh, that I can remember singing that song to uh, a group of students at Yale Law School, just standing up and defying the teachers who were bullying us. And it was during, it was right after the shooting at Kent State. I remember singing that, and the girls in the class all swooning. And I thinking, oh boy, I really got made now. As a follow-up to the question about hippies, uh, Ben was a fan, obviously, of the music he grew up with, as is everyone. You know, you, re- you remember the music that was part of your childhood as the most. The 60s are seen as such a golden age of music. I wanted to ask him, Ben, did you know it? I mean, did you sense it? Did you feel that at that time that the music of the 60s was the golden age of music as we believe it is today? The absolute golden age of music. The un, uh, unbelievable. It was the golden age of everything. It was the golden age of everything. It was just the best time to be alive there's ever been. It was the best time to be alive there's ever been. I mean, we had World War II, the horrors of World War II, and then we had, in the starting in the mid-50s, early 50s, mid-50s, the best times we'd ever had. And by the time I was in law school, which was late 60s, it was paradise. By the time I was in college, it was paradise. I mean, it had gone from being a fearful, a depressing, violent time to being a glorious, open, wonderful time. And, and the music was a part of that. It didn't cause it, but it was symptomatic of it. But it was, it was not the uh, music that caused us to have mass prosperity. It was not the music that caused the invention of marijuana but it was the music that accompanied, it was the music was the theme song of a very happy generation. Now we're old, but we listen to the music and we love it still. It's, I find it very, very freeing even now to hear it. I'm 70 years old and when I hear the songs that were popular and that made me f- snap to attention when I was uh, in the 50s and 60s, 1950s and 1960s, it still makes me snap to attention.
Here's another question I ask of Ben Stein. I had always heard, or I have heard this theory at least, that 60s music was so much better, or was the golden age of music, or however you want to put it, because it was a music that had something to rebel against. The music had not just idea of love or this or that, but there was specifically something to rebel against. And I asked him about that. Was the music so good because it was a music that was based in a rebellion? Well, we definitely had something to rebel against, but I think mostly it was just better. I mean, it did. People sang better. The music was better. The uh, the there wasn't this horrifying just clangor of of noise, which young people call music. Let me give you a, a little example. When I was a young lad in junior high school and high school, there was a very small radio station near. Our, my house called WDON. It was owned and run by a young man, hardly any older than we were, named Don Dillard. And his father was a wealthy man who'd given Don the station as a gift. And he played great rock and roll. And I mean all afternoon. He started at 3.30 when we got, got out of school. He played till we, we had whatever kind of license only permits you to play till dusk. And we, every kid in the high school listened to that station all the time. And every song was great. Okay, every song. And, and I, I just, I worshiped Don Dillard. Okay, now snap forward to when we put on Win Ben Stein's Money in 1996 or 1995, maybe it was. And Jim, Jimmy Kimmel, who's become an enormous, enormous star, was a disc jockey for a radio station, a punk rock radio station in LA. And he said, come over and visit my, my studio sometime. And I went over there and the music was so horrible. I said, you, you've purposely just selected this to upset me. This can't be the real music that people are listening to. You're just doing this to tease me. And he said, no, these are the real songs. And they're horrible, just unspeakably horrible. Now, Jimmy's a genius and Jimmy knows what good is, but the music was horrible. Now, today, today's music... It, 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 has not, it has nothing to rebel against. Because, you know, it's like a very famous quote about uh, in, uh, co under communism, uh, everything was forbidden and everything mattered. And uh, in capitalism in, in 2015, nothing is forbidden and nothing matters. We need to take a break now on Rock School, but we'll be back in just a minute and hear more from Ben Stein. He'll talk about who he believes may be the greatest musician of his day. In fact, maybe the greatest musician ever. Can you guess who it is? Back in a minute on Rock School. Coming out of the break, once again, I'd like to thank Mike Visser, studio manager of the Director's Chair, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. See them online, directorschaircalgary.com, for getting me in touch with Ben Stein and having him answer the questions for this Rock School radio show. So, 
Who does Ben Stein like? Who does he consider one of the greatest musicians, if not the greatest musician? Well, according to Mike Visser and according, of course, to Ben Stein, it's Bob Dylan. And I said, tell me about Bob Dylan and hearing his biggest music for the first time in the 60s. See, I I heard Bob Dylan after everybody knew what Bob Dylan was and after he had been called the voice of a generation. And I had to find out what was it like to hear Bob Dylan's music for the first time. A brand new album by Bob Dylan comes out and there's the music for the first time. What was it like to hear a cultural impact as it was happening? I had a friend named Marvin Goldberg who had a light blue Triumph TR3 sports car. And he and I were driving on the road to Dulles Airport, which at that time, and outside Washington, which was just completely deserted. And there was a folk music station called WAVN. He said, there's this great guy. They play him every few minutes. His name is Bob Dylan. And he sang... I believe the song he sang at that moment was The Times They Are Changing. And I remember thinking, holy smoke, this we have got it made. We are all set. It was, it was like inheriting money. It was, like, it was that good. It was like inheriting money to be the inheritor of that kind of musical eloquence, uh, freedom, power. It was like inheriting money. And, and believe me, I, I've inherited money. I know what it's like. It's a great feeling. You miss your parents, but it's a great feeling. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that some the times they are a-changing It is drawn, the curse it is cast The slow one now will later be fast As the present now will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now will later be last For the times they are a-changing So hearing Bob Dylan to Ben Stein was like inheriting money. Well, again, I wasn't around when Bob Dylan was putting out the brand new music and uh, being a person who does this kind of radio show. One of the first things that pops into my mind every time I think of Bob Dylan was, of course, the Newport Folk Festival, where Bob Dylan went from folk acoustic instruments to electric instruments. So I had to ask Ben Stein, what do you think about that? The change from folk over to electric instruments. Bob Dylan summed it up himself so incredibly well. He said, I was playing acoustic, I loved it, it was great, I had fans, it was great. Then I switched to playing electric and I played uh, like a Rolling Stone and the audience went crazy and the women were screaming and jumping up and down and I, I knew from then on I didn't want to be a folk singer, I wanted to be a rock star. And everyone wants to be a rock star. I mean, everyone wants to be a rock star. Who doesn't want to be a rock star? Who in his right mind would choose not to be a rock star? I mean, even, I don't mean necessarily a literal rock star, but a rock star in the sense that you get wildly outsized adulation and praise 
and money and girls for, for your work. Once upon a time, it dressed so fine through the bumps of home. In my list of questions for Ben Stein, I thought we were talking about the 60s a great deal. And I wanted to ask him a question about music that was before the 60s. And I wanted to ask him a question about the music of today. So I started with a question beforehand. Ben, were you a fan of the king of rock and roll? Did you like Elvis Presley? Huge Elvis fan. Huge Elvis fan. I mean, I don't know if you can hear through the walls here. I was just listening to Elvis this morning. I, I don't think you can. The walls are pretty good here. But I, I, I love Elvis. I just love Elvis. And I don't just like him. I love him. And you know I've met him. I've told you about how I met him. Let me tell you that story. Because that is really an amazing story. My father was a high official at the White House. He was chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. And my father, although a brilliant, unbelievable braino intellectual, just... So smart, it just would take the paint right off the walls. He loved Nixon, too. And uh, one day, I think it was in 71 or 72, before I was full-time at the White House, um, my father and I were having lunch at the what was called the White House mess, which was not a mess at all, but it was mess I patterned after a mess all in a Navy, Navy ship, a uh, mess room in a Navy ship. Um, and my father said to me, uh, would you recognize Elvis Presley if you saw him in person? And I said, of course. And he, my father said, he's sitting right behind you. And I said, no, that's impossible. And uh, I, he said, well, have a look. So I got up, turned around. I, I turned around. It was Elvis Presley having lunch with Bob Haldeman. Uh, Bob Haldeman was Nixon's chief of staff and a very feared guy, but a great guy. And I, uh, I, said, I walked over, just one step. I mean, I, I was just one step away said, uh, Mr. Presley, I said, uh, my name is Ben Stein. I, I, I would like you to know that there are billions of fans of yours in the world. Everyone in the world is your fan, but I'm your biggest fan. And he just said, thank you very much. And that was that. But I met Elvis Presley. We have to take one more break here on the Rock School Radio Show. We'll be back to wrap up our interview with Ben Stein. Back in a minute on Rock School. I decided to ask Ben Stein about the music of today. We've talked about the 50s, talked about the 60s. Does Ben listen to any of the music of today? And if so, what does he think of it? 
I listen to music all the day, all day long. I, I think there are very few people who listen to music as much as I do, and I can't make head or tail out of today's songs except for rap songs. Rap songs, I find, do have something to say. What they have to say is heartbreaking, which is the worship of money. It's, it's way more about money than about sex. It's largely about sex, but it's way more about money. Uh, but uh, uh, we, our songs were not about money. I don't remember any big rock and roll hits that were mostly about making money. Now, there was one called Money, Honey, uh, and uh, that was, but that was nothing like the kind of hits that the, the rap stars have. So uh, I don't think there's uh, much in the way of music nowadays. I mean, it's not just coincidence that apparently the big, very successful radio stations are very largely oldie stations. <laughs> To tell me what was on his mind, he said, "Why'd you wanna get along with me?" Blatantly, Bob Dylan was the artist that had that much impact on Ben Stein, but here's a question. Was there any other artist, any other single artist that stood out to Ben Stein? Was there another shot out of the blue, a bolt out of the sky like Bob Dylan that made Ben Stein sit up and take notice? And actually, there was, and it was a woman. But I remember very, very well Monterey Pop. Very, I'm not, 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 I mean, my, uh, not the Newport Jazz Festival. I remember Monterey Pop, where Janis Joplin sang. That was incredible. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. I mean, when Janis Joplin burst on the scene, that was unbelievable. I mean, that was just, again, like another nuclear bomb exploding. That she was by far the dominant woman rock and roll artist. By far, by a million miles. There were other great ones. The Supremes, uh, Martha and the Vandellas, uh, the Shirelles, they were, they were all great. But Janis Joplin, oh my God, she's unbelievable. I mean, it's like comparing the sun with an electric light bulb. I have one more question for Ben Stein. Before I ask it, uh, one more time, let me say thank you to Mike Visser, studio manager of the Director's Chair, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Get him online at directorschaircalgary.com. It's the one I think most people want to know, even if you have a cursory knowledge of Ben Stein. It's the one that people on Facebook ask. It's the one I'm interested in because it's the one that explains why Ben Stein was asked to do the introduction to the show. Ben! 
How in the world did you get that part in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I'll let you answer, but first, thanks for listening. Class is dismissed. That was the luckiest break of my entire life, aside from meeting my wife and having her fall in love with me. That was the luckiest break of my life. I uh, was friends with a very, very wonderful young man about my age then. We were both young. I uh, named Steve Green. He worked at Warner Brothers. Uh, he introduced me to a fellow named Michael Chinich. Michael became, Michael was at the time had deputy head of production at Universal, which is a huge job. And then he became head of the John Hughes Company, and he asked me if I wanted to be in a movie, a John Hughes movie, and I was to ad-lib, just, sorry, just off-camera call the role, Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. And I did that off-camera, and the student extras laughed so hard that John Hughes said, do it on-camera and add a scene of something you know. Don't write it down, just do it off the top of your head. And since supply-side economics at the moment was a very controversial subject, I did a little take about supply-side economics, and off we were. They were off to the races. And I changed my life. And that day, that was one day, that was one day's work, maybe not even a full day, probably not even a full day, changed my life, totally changed my life. It was, it was like winning the lottery. Just like, just like having my wife is like winning the lottery, only better. The sun was shining I was laying in bed Wondering if she'd changed at all If her hair was still red Her folks, they said our lives together Sure was gonna be rough They never did like Mama's homemade dress Papa's bank book wasn't big enough And I was standing on the side of the road Rain falling on my shoes Heading out for the East Coast Lord knows I paid some dues Getting through Tangled up in blue